The subconscious mind can't tell the difference between the truth and a vivid imagination. So if I want to be a millionaire and I want to be uh, president of the company and a multimillionaire and so on, I fed it into my head as I am president. I am a millionaire. Not someday I'm going to be. I am Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your daily helping. You have been the king of sales for decades and you've seen the impact of technology come into the world and change the way that we do everything. With what you know about selling, how has social media impacted that? And what are the top, I'm not going to say the top three because I didn't ask you this beforehand, but focus, action, (laughs) focus and action. Uh, I think, I think that's good for everything, but, but in all seriousness, as technology has changed, you know, we have LinkedIn and we have all these different platforms now and our, you mentioned focus. It's funny because we know scientifically our attention span is shorter than it was years yeah. ago because of the technology. So what advice would you have for somebody listening to this about how to really hone in that message and capture somebody given all of the noise that's out there right now? Well, first of all, make friends with a 12-year-old neighborhood kid uh, who probably knows more about computers than uh, I do, certainly, and most other people do, because they were born with it, you know, 20 years old, 25, whatever. They were grown, they were born with a cell phone in their hand and an iPad sitting within three feet of wherever they are at any given time. So the technological thing of punch this and do this, I'm always afraid when I hit send, my computer's going to explode uh, because I'm still not into send, do. Gigi's always saying to me, Gigi, my wife, copy and paste. So what does that mean? I don't know how to copy and paste. You come copy and paste. What I want to do is be Ben Gay talking about a product. So here's what's changed in selling. Nothing. What has changed is picture a shepherd with a herd of sheep. When you get the sheep up to the barn, you pretty much do what they were doing with sheep 500 years ago. You shear it and turn it into clothing and and so on. What has changed is the sheepdogs are faster now. If we'd had the technology we have today when I was running Holiday Magic uh, and in all the related companies, we had five equally big companies eventually operating in 25 different countries at any given time. If we'd had today's technology, I wouldn't be Ben Gay, sales trainer or author. I would be Ben Gay, benevolent dictator of the world. (laughs) I I can't believe, you know, when those five people that we were talking about, I brought to the meeting after I finally learned the script, I went and got two or three of them at their houses. Jimmy Rucker probably went and got the other two or three at their houses. And we drove them downtown to the Georgian Terrace Hotel in Atlanta. And then we gave them our presentation. 
And then they, you know, I don't have my checkbook on me and all the hassles that go with closing somebody who may have a little hesitancy and so on. Today, uh, there wouldn't be a meeting at the Georgian Terrace Hotel. It had been all wrapped up on the internet, probably, but, and or the phone uh, or through texting or whatever. But the basics of here's what all people have always wanted to know if they were customers, clients, suspects, prospects. What's in it for me? That's all they care about. What and and as do I when we're shopping. What's in it for me? If there's nothing in it for me, thank you very much. Have a nice day. I wish you well. I want to know how I will be better off as a result of having met you and heard about your product or service. And you need to be able to answer that question. Well, now I will probably before the day's over. Uh, I'm guessing, Doctor, I will have talked to, talked. Emails, texts, Facebook, whatever. I'll probably have talked to 100,000 people. Well, uh, I figured out one time that I probably have addressed in person about two and a half million people. Grand total in over 50 years, uh, face-to-face in hotel rooms. I can address that many people today if I want to if I've got a message of value to go to them. So that's what's changed. But is selling, once the rubber meets the road, the two hands meet, or they link up on email, text, whatever. Uh, selling hasn't changed since the days of the Yankee peddler, nor since when the sailing ships were bringing sa- uh, uh, silk to trade for spices. Mm. What's in it for me is still the same. You can just do it faster. Well said. I want to take a few minutes and shift gears here because I know you're, you've got this new platform you're launching called The Last Protégé. Talk to us about that. Well, uh, Dr. Hill worked for me the last two and a half years of his life and had an enormous impact on me. And I talk about him. Uh, have talked about him since I met him and in the 50 years since he died. And uh, one day, a guy, uh, Clinton Smith is his name, came to a seminar I was doing somewhere. Frankly, we don't recall physically shaking hands, but we were in the same room, and he caught the Dr. Hill connection. So he called a friend of his, Mark Harris, and Mark Harris being the the living wizard of information about Dr. Hill. He actually has read The Law of Success, all 1,200 pages. I don't think Dr. Hill ever read The Law of Success. (laughs) It's just, and I haven't, I don't claim to have. Think and Grow Rich is sort of the cliff notes of the law of success uh, that I've done. But uh, he called Mark and he said, I met a guy that you need to know. You know, you spent your adult life studying uh, Dr. Napoleon Hill and this guy knew him, one of the last on the planet. Most people run around talking about Dr. Hill, bought a book, just like any of your viewers could go do. And then they studied it and Mark didn't use it, but they never met him. They didn't know him as a person. And, uh, he said, so you two ought to link up. So Mark Harris called me. And I, I say of Mark, I always picture my big conference table. If Dr. Hill were to my left where he always was and Mark Harris was to my right and they were going to have a trivia contest about the law of success, thinking grow rich, outwitting the devil, whatever, all of his books, Mark would win. He knows the material. I've seen books that he has where the marks in the margins, the words exceed what Dr. Hill wrote in the text on that page. You can't read his text anymore because of all the notes. So we linked up. Mark Harris is a great guy. He's more technical than I am. 
and has a staff of 13 wonderful people. And he said, if you'll work with me, we'll take this to the masses because it really should. And I said, well, here's what was going on. We started the modern human potential movement with two of our seminar companies at Holiday Magic Leadership Dynamics Institute and Mind Dynamics Institute. They were the forerunners of EST, the forum. Life Spring, Werner Earhart was one of our top instructors, for instance, and so on. And I said, we were, Dr. Hill and I were working, working on the third company in that movement when he died. It was going to be called Mentoring Dynamics. And I'm not very creative, so leadership dynamics, mind dynamics, <laughs> mentoring dynamics. And because Dr. Hill said the one great mistake he made was he didn't mentor people. He interviewed the wealthy and successful and wrote books about them, but then he didn't mentor anyone who wasn't around just accidentally over dinner or something. He said, that's the missing piece. So we went to work on that. And then he died on me. And uh, 48 years roughly went by. Mark Harris and I hooked up. And he says, if you'll add the personal aspects, I'll add the technical aspects. And I said, what are we going to call it? And he said, well, in that seminar you gave, uh, somebody introduced you as the last man standing and the last protege. And I went, oh, that's good. So we went with the last protege. If your viewers want to look it up, it's thelastprotege.com. And it's launching as we speak. We have small groups now in it meeting, getting phenomenal results. If they go to that website, uh, all they have to put in is their first name and their email, and we'll put you in the loop, and you'll be aware when it full-scale launches, which we're just a few weeks away from. I think we could do it now because Dr. Hill taught me action. That's right. <laughs> but uh, uh, some are still working fine details. Outstanding. And so when somebody signs up and the full platform launches, what what is somebody listening to the show? What are they going to be able to take advantage of? Once they get involved. Uh, everything in language you can understand today, everything that Dr. Hill wrote and taught and everything Dr. Hill taught me how to apply. You know, you can read a sentence and go, oh, that's heavy, you know. But if you sit in the room with the guy who wrote the sentence and he says, here's what I meant and here's how you apply it. Well, that's what I have. And I'm, I'm thrilled to get this 50 years later, to get this opportunity because... I sort of had a fear. Dr. Hill feared, one of his greatest fears, was that his, he and his work would soon be forgotten. So we're working hard to make sure that doesn't happen because it's sort of experienced a rebirth in the last 15 or 20 years. And we're pushing hard on that. And I want to make sure I'm 77. I know I'm handsome and in good health and everything, but I'm 77. I read the obituaries. I know that people around my age croak. And I want to make sure that I download what Dr. Hill taught me before I go. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go.
powerful. Uh, but before we wrap up, I, I, you've given us a few tidbits about Napoleon Hill. How would you generally describe him as a person? And are there any particular stories that you think would be amazing to share with, with us? Well, one, I loved his brevity. One time, doctor, uh, he, he was out and Zig Ziglar and J. Douglas Edwards and somebody else someday in a subconscious mind, it'll pop up. But three famous people took me to lunch. They wanted to have a chat with me. And as I was leaving the office, I said, Dr. Hill, we're going to lunch. You want to go? He said, no, I got stuff to write. So he's always writing on his leaves, probably writing famous books. And I didn't know he was doing it. Uh, he said, no, I'll stay here. So I went, I was gone couple, three hours, and uh, came back, and I walked in, and, and Dr. Hill said, what was that about? And I said, uh, they want me to change my name. They think that Ben Gay, the ointment, is distracting and too funny, and that gay doesn't just mean happy anymore, and so on, and so they want me to change my name. He said, ignore them, and went back to writing. And that was the type of advice he gave me. Now, that, that isn't good for a whole book. <laughs> you can't fill up <laughs> Think and Grow Rich Part 2 with ignore them. But he had the amazing ability to distill what he knew down to simple action words. It, I first heard it, I think it was Thoreau. Somebody said that uh, what you're supposed to do is take life and drive it into a corner and reduce it to its lowest common denominator, simplicity, simplicity, simplicity. And Dr. Hill taught me that over and over and over again. There's no need to overcomplicate things. We in the seminar business, and I've been guilty of this myself, like to complicate things so you can pay us to explain it to you. Well, Dr. Hill taught me that you didn't have to complicate it to start with. And if you did, uh, he was among many people over the years who taught me. He said, write at a sixth grade level because that's who's going to read your material. People with a sixth grade comprehension ability. So simplicity, simplicity, simplicity. And, it, you know, little bon mots he would drop. Like, if you can't say it in 20 words, don't say it. It's not, you know, the, he'd sit through an entire board meeting. I remember one time we were talking about investing more money in some country. One of our companies wasn't doing as well as it should have been and uh, investing more money in it. And uh, everybody went back and forth and passed profit and loss statements around. And the chairman or the president of that company made his best presentation as to why we should give him the money. And when everybody left, Dr. Hill said, let it go. You know, it's it's not succeeding, and there's a reason it's not succeeding. Let it go. And so we did. Now, he probably could have written a book about that, but let it go was what I really needed to hear. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. And I'm going to now put you on the spot a little bit. You shared some great advice from Dr. Napoleon Hill. I wrap up every episode, as you know, Ben, by asking my guests a single question, and that is, what is your biggest helping? That one single most important piece of information you'd like somebody to walk away with after hearing our conversation today? Oh, a couple things, if you don't mind, but let me give you the first one, then you can cut me off if you want. <laughs> one, of, one of the things that uh, has always amazed me, and it, it didn't in the early days because I didn't know any better either. People would say, you actually met Zig Ziglar? Uh, you actually met so-and-so? You knew Dr. Napoleon Hill? 
He stayed at your house. My favorite memory of Dr. Hill is coming downstairs one morning, about two o'clock in the morning, probably let the dog in or out and catching Dr. Hill in his bathrobe, going through our freezer looking for ice cream. Uh, I just thought that was so classic because I knew how people really looked at Dr. Hill. But people were saying to me, what was it like to be around them? I guess they figured that when I had them all up at the house, we all sat around in white bathrobes, cross-legged on the floor and said profound things to each other. What I knew about them was they were just trying to sell their their books or their records back then and uh, try and get a few more speaking engagements and try and get in close with me because I had access to those things that they wanted. Uh, they were just guy, regular people trying to make a living, a better living. And they, most of them sort of became legends. Death is good for reputations, by the way. Uh, they became legends after they died where they couldn't do anything to screw it up. Uh, best not to, it's like the hall of fame, you know, let's make sure you're five years away from playing baseball before uh, we put you in so that you don't do something stupid and make us wish we hadn't put you in. So understand that they were just regular people. When I'm standing up in front of a room today speaking, and there's usually other speakers and they're peddling their books or what have you, I look around and maybe over to my right, there's a table with a guy sitting there writing books. Well, that's where Earl Nightingale used to sit, signing copies of The Strangest Secret. And I look in the back and there's some guy that none of us, I know him, but most people haven't heard of yet signing his book. Well, that was probably where Napoleon Hill sat in those days and so on. My point being, uh, all the knowledge we need has been written down and put in a library. Nightingale said, if you want to keep a secret, write a book, uh, put a copy of it in every book in the world and your in every library in the world, and your secret will be safe. No one will find it. All of the secrets of successful living have been written down, recorded, videoed, and are readily available. And they were done by normal people. Now, I don't say that to put them down. What I say is to lift your viewers up. They weren't anything more, uh, nor were they anything less than you are. They just hit upon something and drove on it and drove on it and drove on it. And there's a certain amount of luck involved. Earl Nightingale, uh, I, I would have surgery if if I thought I could get his voice. Uh, you know, it sounded like God was talking to you. But even if you sound like God's talking to you, you got to have something of value to say. And he was a reader and a thinker and so on. So understand they are not out of reach. They are not somebody you can't be. Zig Ziglar, when I got in selling, he said, oh, Zig Ziglar, he's famous for being a salesperson. Nobody knew what he had done, but he's famous for being a salesperson. Well, we after I got my head on straight and learned the scripts, we went head to head for a year and I beat him. So does that make me, woo? no, I was a high school graduate who was beaten into submission and learned effective scripting. That was the only difference. So whatever you want, Earl said, you become what you think about. He, by the way, got that out of Thinking Grow Rich, where Dr. <laughs> Hill had written it first. And he got it out of the Bible or James Allen, who had written it first and so on. So even that isn't new. Uh, but he had, he had learned that he could control his mind. And somewhere along the line, I picked up the, uh, I picked up the, the wording, I am, all caps, I am. 
capital A, capital M, exclamation mark, I am. And I use that in goal setting. It's not I'm going to become somebody someday or someday I'm going to be a millionaire and so on. Dr. Hill and many of the others who surrounded me at that time taught me the power of the subconscious mind, which is the most powerful part of our mind. The subconscious mind can't tell the difference between the truth and a vivid imagination. So if I want to be a millionaire and I want to be uh, president of the company and a multimillionaire and so on, I fed it into my head as I am president. I am a millionaire. Not someday I'm going to be. I am. You know, that sounds sort of smallish today. If you live in California in your house, you're probably a millionaire. But back then, that was really something to reach for. But I am this, I am that, I am walking like a millionaire, I am talking like a millionaire. And after a while, the brain uh, absorbs it, and you, you begin. it's not even after a while, like years, weeks can make a huge difference. When I was made president of Holiday Magic, officially out loud in the open, uh, it was at the New York Park Sheridan Hotel in front of about four or 5,000 people, and I gave a knockdown, drag-out speech. I mean, it was something. And roaring, standing ovation. And then I introduced Bill Patrick to come up and give his talk. And uh, I hugged him and whispered in his ear, top that. Because <laughs> I'd been his student, but I'd learned well, and I knew that I had just nailed one. And he hugged me back and then stepped back and said, uh, you know, someday this guy was already prearranged, but he said, this guy's going to be president of the company. They stood and cheered again like they just had. He said, well, if you feel that way, let's make it official right now. He is the president of Holiday Magic. I reached into my pocket. I have one of them over on my other desk that I've saved. Reached in my pocket, pulled out a card, business card. It said Holiday Magic Cosmetics, 616 Canal Street, San Rafael, California. Ben Gay III, president. And I handed it to him. I said, you get the first one. I'd been carrying them around for three or four months and had to bribe a printer to print them. He said, am I going to get in trouble for printing? He was our company printer. I said, no, no, just between us. And it's sort of going to happen you know, and he said, oh, I don't know. I said, just do it or you're not going to be our corporate printer. <laughs> so he printed up 500. But the, I am simplicity, take action and study the people around you. We, there was a poem floating around during the hippie days called Desert Arata, And somewhere in it, it said, uh, listen to the dull and ignorant. They, too, have their story. I was attitude coach for the astronauts in Apollo 15, 16, 17. I've known the best of the best. I taught at San Quentin for five years, Lompoc, San Quentin, California State Penitentiary, Lompoc Federal Penitentiary for six years. I sat in Charlie Manson's cell with him on three different occasions, totaling about nine hours. And I've met everybody from Charlie Manson to the astronauts in between kings, presidents, and so on. And most of them were pretty nice people. Charlie Manson was a lot. But uh, most of them are pretty nice people. But the real trick was learning from each of them all they could teach you. I love it. You know, I'm, I'm glad we had the extra time because those wisdom pearls you dropped at the end were phenomenal. Ben, I, I knew this was going to be a treat. I've enjoyed this so much. Give us the URL uh, where people can connect with you. Uh, the last protege.com would get you in on the and protege by the well is by the way is spelled P R O T E G E. I had that stuck in front of my 
computer because when we decided I was the last protege, I had to look up how to spell it. Uh, (laughs) Again, high school graduate. Uh, You can go to my website, www.bfg3.com. And then we have a special that uh, I'm confident. For your people, just tell them to mention your name. Uh, Say, Dr. Richard sent me. But we have a special running that currently that where all of my material is run at special price, a special price, and offers free domestic shipping. We'll give you a break no matter where you are, but domestic shipping free. And that is stores, S-T-O-R-E-S dot eBay dot com forward slash Ronzoni Books, all one word. I'll spell it out for you. R-O-N-Z-O-N-E-B-O-O-K-S, Ronzoni Books. They sell my material for less than I sell it and less than at my website. So if you want to take action, that'd be a good place to go. And then you might say, how can they sell it for less than you sell it? Well, Ronzoni was Gigi's maiden name. So Ronzoni Books is her. And where I have to pay the printer, she sneaks into our warehouse and steals her inventory. Oh, <laughs> That's so good. And then feeds it into our shipping uh, lane so she doesn't have to pay shipping either. That's wild. Well, Ben, I, I have loved this. And for those of you at the gym or in the car, we've got you covered. Everything Ben Gay Third will be available in the show notes for his episode at thedailyhelping.com, as well as in the Daily Helping app available in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Ben, this has been phenomenal. Thank you so much for joining us on The Daily Helping today. Dr. Richard, thank you, sir. I have really enjoyed it. Absolutely, as have I. And I also want to thank each and every one of you who chose to listen to this episode. If you like what you heard, go subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because this is what helps other people find the show. But most importantly, go out there today and do something nice for someone else, even if you don't know who they are, and post it in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others. 